All right, friends, family, team, guess what? Who's that? Oh, it's us. It's season 11, episode 15, the finale of this season. Holy cow. That's 165 episodes for the kids keeping track back at home. Booyah. Yeah, we did it. So we will recap um, our try new things mantra of season 11 and uh, how we thought it all went. Then we got to talk a little bit about our weekends. Is vacation worth it? Then we get into our sports. We got a little bit to talk about with the Cubs. Just a scooch. Just a scoochy. Then we get you into the NBA, and I will personally explain to you what the in-season NBA tournament actually means and what the fuck is going on. Then we'll talk about the actual NBA, what we're hearing, what we're seeing, and what we're thinking. And then, of course, we get into the Week 10 of NFL Review with the Week 11 Preview. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so many picks to get you money. Welcome back, and for the love of God, get it. You can come get me. I'm in the Brady, it's the season finale. What the fudge <laughs> is up? <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah? You're getting there. Yeah. I'll, I did say fuck in the intro, so... Um, yeah, but that's your mom. I mean, like, you, know, you know when somebody else's mom tells you what to do and you listen better than you did to yeah. your own yes, mom? Yes, that's, that's true. That's how it goes. It's that is. respect. <laughs> it's just decency. It's just a little respect. And um, you got to put a little respect on our names. That's what we like to do in the finale. We got to pat our own backs every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um. We were trying new things. I think we did a pretty good job of it. Um, getting everyone together for the Bears games was a great idea, but, I mean, pretty much impossible. Yeah. James got a new job. Me and Pat left the country for <laughs> multiple weeks on end. And um, it was, it's just, it's, the Bears fucking suck. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the moral so of that story is, is that you're not going to get people to go out and do something that's not fun. Yeah, it's not worthwhile. Absolutely. And then I think our interviews made up for just about anything we missed. I mm-hmm. think this was our best season of interviews, whether it be guests and smoothness and uh, interesting topics. And we, we just get better as it as season goes on. Yeah. Um, we had friends who joined us. Chris Montroy, as always, the frog man. Uh, <laughs> Mike Char. Uh, Mitch, um, <laughs> we tried so, so hard to get my dad on here every now and then succeeded once. Yeah. And that's actually kind of uh, a miracle in itself. Hilarious, by the way. Um, obviously your dad saved my number cause I was calling him mm-hmm. and then I got a Snapchat notification of Brady's dad wants to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that he made that his name. No, I saved his contact oh. as Brady's dad. Oh. So when it popped up, I was like, what? 
That's actually phenomenal. It was so great. That guy does not need a Snapchat. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then we have people who are now friends and were friends before. And <laughs> Quinn Clifford, uh, the Johnny Wilcox exclusive, Cap Round Two, uh, James's White Whale, Barstool Eddie, Brad Klein, and Tim Shenaglia. Very good. Um, I think those interviews were just top notch. Yeah, a lot of laughs. Yeah. I think we really hit a stride with just being more comfortable with interviews and understanding that, hey, they're out here just trying them as well. Right, and we did a very good job of letting people talk. I know. And that's not like us <laughs> at all. The whole point of having somebody to interview is that it's a different voice. Right, it's definitely a weird <laughs> dynamic to have, yeah. though, because we're on here once a week to talk, and yeah. then we have somebody else talking. But it's like, don't worry, man. No one's missing out on what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, as always, we still suck. I can't believe Still stink. Still stink, um, but never give up. Never, you know? ever give up. <laughs> um, you should have gone D3. Yeah, so my <laughs> my weekend was fun this weekend. So on Friday, went down to Wabash College in Indiana. Um, it's a D3 school, and it's an all-boys D3 school, but they had their football game against DePauw. Oh, yeah. Who won? Uh, unfortunately, DePaul. Ugh. But um, apparently the um, the Bell game is what they call it. The Monon Bell is the longest rivalry in football. And that was the 139th face-off of these two Holy colleges. Snikes. And Talk about stealing signs. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and they just, like, they trade back and forth, obviously. Like, this year's at Wabash, next year's at DePaul, back and forth for 139 mm-hmm. years. And um, it was just so fun. And, like, looking at the talent on the field, mm-hmm. my cocky ass was just like, oh, my God, I should have gone D3. I could have played football, basketball, and baseball all at the same school. What was your thought as if they needed you that day? Um, if you threw the ball at me, when my mom's biggest worry of me playing football was that I was going to get hit too hard. Mm-hmm. And the main thought was, I would never get hit too hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's a bunch of D3 hardos like Mitch. Ryan, a bunch of dudes who have been like, dude, you'd get hit hard. And I go, I know, but I don't think I'd get hit that hard. Yeah, but you don't get it. This is a hypothetical. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. But I absolutely would have been a D3 hardo, and I would have made it so much fun to like just be a three-sport athlete in college. I would have been insane, but... For sure. Well, what are you going to do in that situation if you're D3? Just walk around and be like, yeah, D3 is easy. This is dumb. No, you're still going through summer. You're still going through two-a-days, all that. Like, it's still definitely hard. Oh, yeah. But we could have done it. Yeah, I just got the pageantry of one beautiful weekend and was like, oh, this is it's just like a movie every week. And it's like, no, you're still going through the dirt. Yeah. Like nine times in the week. The biggest reason I didn't go D3 is because there's still school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the athletics that I was worried about. No. It was the passing of classes. It wasn't that there's no other 5'8", 215-pound people out there. <laughs> I don't know what that is. and. When I was home, not playing sports, drinking every weekend. Yeah. Oh, now that I think uh, about it, yeah, I could have done it. 
Uh, but it was fun. I was chilling with Archie Manning. So there's no way Mitch is athletic. Like <laughs> there's just no way. He was just a really good coaches guy for sure. Like he would just go watch film. Like he He's broke a, down the game yeah. last week really well. Yeah, and he was probably a really big clipboard guy. Yeah, I don't he, see a lot of Instagram pictures of him playing. I think he was more of a, like a like a gym class hero kind of effort guy. Yeah. So it's like, uh, put him on any field. The, the effort isn't going to be the problem. Yeah, special teams. Yeah, special e- teams. Yeah, we'd yeah. be on the same one. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be riding the same bus. Yeah. Uh, but oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never miss it. Yep. Um, I went on vacation. Yeah, I know. And I think you missed who I was hanging out with. Who? It, it said Archie Manning. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, just skated right over that. Yeah. When? when? Yeah, at the Monon Bell. Why was he there? With my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Should we yeah. uh, get a plug in there? I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> His security guard kept beating yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah, I kept getting hit. <laughs> um, no, it was it was super fun. Um, they're good buddies. And uh, Archie and my uncle went to two years ago at Wabash, and Archie was like, this should be college game day. That's and awesome. so, like, a bunch of their buddies just, like, came down for this one, and it was just, like, a hoot and a half. That is crazy. I'm so sorry that that went No, it's me. totally fine. I don't know how that possibly could. And then Wabash's uh, Liam Thompson, the quarterback, uh, got the invite through those guys to go to the Manning Passing Academy. No last, way. Last summer, I think. And so it was like a whole like smorgasbord of pageantry. It was so great. you could say that you changed college football. I think I personally helped in changing college football. I could see you being the new Pat. Yeah, D three college game day. I tried to drop that line in, and I don't think any of the older <laughs> men had their hearing aids. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to go with like more of like the boomer. I'll yeah. be the new boomer. <laughs> yeah, right. All <laughs> oh, that boomer size no, is a good Blair. We were all talking Pat McAfee for a little bit, and they're all like, "He's he's entertaining." And then one guy was like, "I don't like him." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What don't you like about him?" He's like, "I respect the hustle. I just don't like him." <laughs> and I was like, "I respect that." Well, that's just. The answer that he gave you was he doesn't like change. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's okay. That's people fine. need to start being more okay with that. Like people are like, Oh, this is how I grew up. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Fine. That's how you grew up. Perfect. But that doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that it has to be closed off one hundred percent. The world changes every day. <laughs> Agreed. Um and your world changed this week. Yes, it did. Um definitely not as cool as meeting Archie Manning. But in the general scheme, but in my scheme, there was nothing better than what happened from Tuesday to Sunday. I was in Cancun, uh, Puerto uh, Morales, I believe. Um, It's about 30 minutes south of Cancun for my brother's wedding. Mm -hmm. And I was at an all-inclusive resort. I haven't been on vacation, like, for more than three days, maybe ever. And (laughs) they cater to you. All of your needs, anything you need, they just bring it to you. 
And everything's technically free. <laughs> I was with a great group who did a lot of great tipping. I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to tip when you're in the pool for 12 hours a day. <laughs> and you know how I am? I'm very generous. Yeah. Um, I give a lot of my money that I don't have to other people. <laughs> so don't take that for yeah. and judge me. Mm-hmm. I just literally was in the pool for 12 hours. Didn't have any cash. I, I mean, do you want wet cash? <laughs> Um, I got a loose quarter here, but yeah, dude, no worries. I don't know. I didn't know where my phone was Beautiful. for for a large part of every day. Um, and then my best friend, my brother, got married. Super emotional. I was standing right behind him as his beautiful fiance came down. Now wife came down and he started crying. And then when you see your brother cry, what are you supposed to do? We don't cry, talk about our feelings or anything like that. Yeah. So I was like shell shocked and I was like, Oh shit. And I started crying a little bit. And then I saw the camera guy come up. I'll be like, I was like, I got to hold it together a little bit here because a picture of him crying with me right behind him crying. I don't think would go too well <laughs> in the Ryan household. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like he took his moment. I'm like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. So then I held it in, and then right as everybody left, I just just like back. a man should. Absolutely. Yeah. And then right as everybody walked away, I just let it all. <laughs> I let it all go. Um, I love it. But yeah, dude, it was everything you wish for. Vacation fucking rules. Sorry, Miss Cliff, um, <laughs> but it does, and uh, it always arises on the day that I go home. Is like, is it really worth it? Because I, I obviously yeah, it is. I know. Like I wouldn't trade those five days for anything. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't think I've ever had a better five, five and a half, six days in my life. So coming home was a new feeling of depression for me. Yeah, I was like, I just was almost like they're gonna have to force me out of here. Yeah, and then you come back and it's just it's mainly a kind of a wake up call for me that it's like this. Hustle and bustle lifestyle may just not be for me. That's exactly how I felt when I came back from Italy. Yeah. It's like the pace of life is so much slower. And I get it. You can't be on vacation forever. But then I'm like, what's the point then? (laughs) (laughs) What's the end goal here? Right. And and it's like, it's amazing. Shout out to the Dreams Jade Resort. Everybody busts their ass so fucking, so hard, man. It's, and it's, uh, it's good to see because it, it, a good perspective on life is like, you can't, you can't sit and cry that vacation is over. You just Mm got to work hard and then you get to earn more of these vacations. Yeah. So I've, I'm pretty calm at the moment, but I'll tell you what, Sunday and Monday were bad, (laughs) bad, bad Bad. days. Yeah. Bad for the mentals. But yeah, and, and it's like the destination wedding. If you have the chance, do it because we literally spent five and a half days in paradise with our best friends in the world. Yeah, you know, like your family and your friends. It's it, it was insanity. It's yeah, like it, you literally got to hang out with the people you love yeah. every single day. Yeah, and not worry about anything else. Woke up, did it again. Right. Went to bed. Guess what we did? Oh Woke no! Up and did what it. are we gonna do tomorrow? Oh yeah, the same effing thing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, overall, I mean, it's vacation. If you come back from vacation, you say it didn't rule. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, luckily, you didn't hit the point where you were like, I got to go home. Absolutely. And I think that has a lot to do with that I wasn't too far from home. Mm-hmm. And Mexico isn't as like, I mean, you can still get, I, I, I don't really, I guess Europe I, it just must be insanely different. And yeah. I think it was that too. I was talking about that today, like, 
I think if I did stay another day, I would have been ready to go home. Right. I hit that perfect for that perfect peak of vacation. Yeah. Where it was like you never it, you should feel that way when you're leaving. Like right. I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you want to keep coming back and work harder to get more vacations. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um so I'm glad you're back. And I think what really helped is that you don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> I think that's the <laughs> yeah, big part. I think that's the biggest part of it all. That's what's cool about um, all-inclusive resorts is because obviously you pay for it a little bit in advance. But then by the time you get there, it's free. That was eight months ago. Yeah. I paid when I bought the tickets to Italy. I was like, ooh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like that's right out of the bank account. And then, like you said, five, six months later... I'm getting on a plane with uh, out buying a ticket. Yeah, pretty this much. is free. I spent money previously, but this is free. What's happening? People right complain now? about the line in the flight. I'm like, what are you guys complaining about? This is all free. <laughs> <laughs> TSA causing problems, huh? Yeah. Well, it's free, so get through. And then we can go to the altered brain for a second here. It is flying is insane. Oh my god, it it's, is it's, not. It's not real. I came from. The concrete jungle where dreams are not made of. <laughs> and just this fast pace and everything going on. And then three hours later, I was on the beach, feet in the sand, Tecate light in my hand. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. In three and a half hours? If there's Mexican country music, that needs to be in a song. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of another line after that. <laughs> Bring back rap chats, but country for Brady. <laughs> no doubt. I still have rap chat if anybody wants to follow me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, overall, 10 out of 10. 15 out of 10. 100 out of 10. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. All right, let's get into uh, just a little news for the Cubbies. Craig Council. Yeah. Um, Coming from our bitter rivals, the Brewers. Yeah. Which is... Kind of insane. Um, I'm 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 happy about it. I don't think David Ross was really the problem. A lot of people do with like the in-game management stuff like that. And I was like, well, the roster isn't that talented on the pitching side. Yeah. So I would have liked to see what he could have done with pitching. But I love this aggressive mentality. Yeah, it's so awesome. The lesser of two evils in this kind of situation. Sorry, Rossi, but. I love the aggressiveness because we just don't see it anymore. Yeah, don't worry about it. David Ross will have a job on the south side as general manager, <laughs> pitching coach, active catcher, and active outfielder in no time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to be humble in this situation. It was awesome to see us go get a coach when we didn't even really need one. Yeah, right? Isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not trying to throw no, salt No, I'm going to throw wound. myself yeah. way too many salt wounds. Yeah, but... Um, um, I th- hope I'm not going to start thinking yet, but I'm hoping that this is a sign of the tides turning yeah. and obviously the golden ticket would be Shohei, but right. We're, I'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take just about anything. Yeah, I'll meet you at Juan Soto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a list of like active, uh, free agents that will be hitting the market. And obviously the White Sox let go of Tim Anderson and Liam Hendricks. So those two will definitely not be on the south side with us next year, which good for them. Yeah. To get out of this organization is a great move for any player. I don't know if it's because I love you guys so much, you and Brez, mm-hmm. and I 
not it's not like feeling sorry for you, but I can always see a way in positivity for the White Sox, which is crazy. It's like w- wouldn't rebuilding with Robert, Moncada, and all the other young talent that you have on the team be awesome? I mean, Robert, Moncada, uh, Eloy, mm-hmm. Vaughn. Like, at least when you're rebuilding next year, you still have a fighting chance in some games. Yeah, for sure. I know it sucks. I know it does. But it, what's done is done, Dad. Are you going to invest or not? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's basically the moral of that story. Do you want the whole spiel, or do you want me to just tell me I struck oil? No. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to go. We're Chances are, with the White Sox, we're going to get a sneaky signing with a little bit of a dangled key. Like last year, it was Clevenger, and I forget who else because it's so not noteworthy. Um, oh, and Ben Attendee. It was noteworthy. My apologies. Yeah, and you have him too. Yeah. I mean, what they did in uh, having Tim Anderson be gone is you lose what is um, uh, said to be the cancer, yeah. and then you <laughs> – sorry, that, that – Liam Hendricks is the next part of this conversation. Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. But you lose a guy who is technically going to be meaningless to your team. And yeah. you have him Close go win it. somewhere yeah. else, you know? So I think it's two positive moves. Yeah. So we're not going to go probably get one of the top 10 free agents, but we'll we'll do our best to beg Nelson Cruz to come out of retirement. Right. And we're in the same friggin' boat, too. It's like... I would love to believe this Shohei stuff, but at the end of the day, it could all just be smoke. Like, yeah. you know, it's not just the White Sox who say we're going to go get somebody and never do. We yeah. do the same effing thing. Yeah. You know what the easiest thing, <clears throat> well, not the easiest thing because I don't know all the rules, but Jerry Reinsdorf has such a toxic following of Chicagoans, like tracking his every move. Do you know how easy it would be for him to switch that on and off switch? Like, he could have everybody love him in an hour and a half if he really wanted to. I know, and that's why it's so, like, demising. It's, like, so... It drives us insane. It's, like, you they have to know that they can fix this. There's no way they're just sitting in their black suburban going down Ida B. Wells or Deuceable, whatever you call it now, and are, like... Why do these guys hate me? There's yeah. no way. There's no way. Yeah, imagine his longest con of all time was being just the epitome of Chicago fans' hatred. And then just like right before he's about to kick the barrel, he just like signs Shoei Otani and then signs Steph Curry. Yeah, right. And Not just what like, maybe will happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just like pay everybody and get rid of all. He's not. It's just ridiculous. We, we just love Love, love the middle. We love it. Yeah. We love it. We thrive there. They, the owners do. Yeah. We die there. Yeah, well, that's, where we, <laughs> that's where we perish. We were talking about it a little bit, and I don't want to take away from the Chicago Skies championship at all because it does mean something. Mm-hmm. But we haven't been like in the playoffs, like a meaningful game, like a division or a conference round right. since 2016. Right, with a chance. It's, it's yeah. we're coming up on 10 years. <laughs> it's disgusting. I know. We're the third biggest market in the world. Also, it still is the year 2016. I'm convinced these last couple of years just haven't been real. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We mentioned the Bulls a little bit and Steph Curry, so let's just. Shooty hoops. Shooty hoops. And um, there's a lot of 
A lot of confusion going around in the parts of NBA fans is what even is the in-season tournament? Yeah, I mean, coming from me, it shouldn't mean anything, but I am drastically confused. Yeah, and <laughs> even the players are drastically confused. Like, Steph Curry did his nuts and bolts of, like, what it is, but he was doing it like, how don't you understand? It's yeah. like, the oh, obviously, it's just like we play a bunch of games, and then we get to a tournament, and then it's a series, and, like... A clear indication that he doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean you don't get it? Yeah. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Um, so the basis of it is if you ever played like a travel sport, you know, there's pool play and then how you do in pool play dictates where you are in the bracket. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't make the bracket. Other times you got three games on Sunday morning when you were hoping, when your dad was hoping you lost so we could have a free Sunday. Mm-hmm. So... What is it? It's a cash grab to fuel and to fuel more competition. Games will count towards the regular season for their records, excluding the end goal of the championship. So whoever's in the championship gets an unrecorded other game. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there are pool games, and uh, the groups have been decided by splitting each conference into three groups. Mm Mm-hmm. So each conference has three groups and five, each group five. yeah each group has five teams. And so you play two home games, two away games within your group. The winner of each group goes on to the knockout rounds. And the way the groups were decided is pretty much a snake draft of teams that of teams records from last year. Okay. So they just Pretty much did a little snaky snake to, like, each tiered team in a group. Um, So after group play has been finished, the top group in each group, top team in each group, will advance to the knockout rounds. And then also each conference gets an extra team. So Mm -hmm. it'll be four. Like a wild card. Yeah, a wild card. So four teams from each conference will then start the knockout rounds, which you can just think of it as the Elite Eight. Right. So the Elite Eight then just turns into a March Madness-style championship. And the whole point is they're going to win more money. If your team makes it to the knockout rounds of eight, you've already won some money. Then if you win your first knockout round game, you win more money, then more money, then more money, and then you're a champion. Yeah, I mean, the main goal is to make the regular season more impactful, Yeah, which I like. It, so there's parts of this NBA season right now that are to be determined. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like. Yeah. That would it blows my mind. Yeah, I know. It's and like, then what does that do to playoff teams and like stuff like that? Well, so the record's going to stand, right? Right. So let's say the Bulls don't make it out of group play. Mm-hmm. They're going to start doing their in-season games against the other teams that didn't make group play. Oh, okay. So okay. By the time the tournament's over, now you're re-getting to where you should be in the schedule. Hell yeah! So it's like if the Warriors are facing the Sixers in the championship of the in-season tournament, 
we're not playing the Warriors or the Sixers until January. I hate that this is going to take like five or six seasons to see if it's cool or not. I I know. I have the same thought. But if somehow the Bulls hit a hot streak, this is going to be <laughs> the most important thing since the 85 Bears. I'm not going to lie to you. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> like if they win the in-season tournament and then don't even make the playoffs, I won't care. <laughs> not even a little bit, dude. dude. We're the inaugural First champion of the in-season tournament in the NBA? Are you kidding me? Fudge. It's already working. I know. <laughs> but it might be make me even more insane. Yeah. It's like, if we can't even win the in-season tournament, <laughs> what's the point of the season? Yeah. So then, obviously, at the end of this year, everyone's records will determine what the groups are for the following in-season tournament. Nice. Yeah. I hate that this brings me to the thought of the 2021 Bulls. And how they would have won it yes. with Lonzo. Yes. But it's really good that they didn't for my mentals, even though in my head right now I'm telling myself I would have lived off this for yeah. the rest of eternity. Yeah. So now if they do it without him, oh my goodness, I am going to be obnoxious. <laughs> I'm going to be a problem. So the Bulls' next uh, in-season tournament game is Friday against the Orlando Magic. So they already lost one, right? We lost one. So um, Boston is in our group. And mm. they won their first one. So mm. we got to hope for a wild card or to tie at the top. Or if Boston's load management. If load, if load management is important to these top-tier teams and they don't care about this in-season tournament, good. Good riddance. Perfect. Get out of here. Just have them not even play it anymore. Yeah, just, just give us, like, the Pistons and uh, uh, who's the Wizards. The Wizards. <laughs> us, the Pistons, and the Wizards, in-season tournament for the East. <laughs> <laughs> just have us play each other the whole season. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's worthless anyways. Yeah, unless we win. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah, so the East has Group A, B, and C. The West has Group A, B, and C. And uh, then the tournament, the knockout rounds will start December 4th. Hell yeah. yeah. Good on you. Yeah, I know. I would have gave up right away. Yeah, I know. It's. I was like, lear- when I was teaching myself this today, I was like, holy shit, if I just like sit down and put a little work in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just an- understand things better. I think it's awesome to motivate these guys. Yeah, And it makes regular season games more important. And the fans, the diehard fans, a lot of them can only afford regular season games. Right. So it's really cool. I think the NBA is doing a really good job. I don't see how it could be a negative to the players at all. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to play basketball. Yeah, the one thing that I feel like I've somewhat noticed is, one, the courts for everybody in these games are just ridiculous. Insane. Like, do just a little bit of a subtle change. So that we know, but don't make the Bulls play on a red court. Right, it's exactly what they're doing with the City Edition. The people who, the designers who had that do not need to have their jobs. No, and they just don't watch sports. It's like they the, can't. The Bulls can't get a good jersey. Right. It's like you give me the ability to just understand graphic design, I'll make you 15 in 20 minutes. We have the most beautiful skyline in the world. I know that's a little biased, but I let's put a top five. Uh, throw it on the jersey. Just put it around. And then put Windy City in. Yeah. Oh, my God. You you remember that uh, hot Dennis Rodman jersey, the, like, brown and blackish one, and pinstripes? Yeah, yeah. Just do that. Bring Just drop back. that again with a silhouette of the skyline, and I'll buy nine. That's what the Utah Jazz did. Yep. And they'll probably sell out. Yeah. 
we're because gonna, we're gonna be giving away. I want away. an excuse to need another Bulls jersey, but when they're ass, I don't want one. It's like so hard to make fans like us not buy this new alternate jersey, and they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing it with ease. <laughs> they're doing a really, really good job. <laughs> but um, into some yeah. Let's get into actual hoops. The Bulls are exactly who we thought they were. Um, just so inconsistent on offense still, and then just a deplorable defensive team. And then now I'm hearing murmurs of Alex Caruso to the Bucks, and I, I'd be happy for him, and it would suck for the Bulls because then we play slow, we score low, but we give up a ton of points. And again, not the smartest person on earth, but that is not a recipe for winning. And I know that they're not going to win, but that would turn into an embarrassing season. And I never want to be embarrassing. Yeah. That yeah. uh, embar a scene. Well, I'd like to be embarrassing if we didn't have Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan on our team. Then that's, I'd be fine. Yeah, that's true. If we had no names, if we were putting out the uh, the 2000 and pick another year. C.J. Watson era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, Who's the guy who got jumped over by LeBron James? John... Salmons. No, John something the third. John Salmons. John Salmons the third. Was it? Yeah. The little tiny one who got jumped over by LeBron on a dunk when he was in Miami? Uh, I'm almost positive. All right. I'm almost positive that was C.J. Watson. (laughs) Well, somebody, that team was pitiful. Yeah, you might be right. I might be wrong here. It's something the third round. It might not be John. Something the third. I try and take those parts of my life out of my brain. There's a reason we don't remember his name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, around the league, we'll start in the East. The Pacers are fun. They score so much. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton is still averaging 12-plus assists a game. And when you said that for our – List of scary athletes. I thought you were talking about what I was watching. He chucks the ball at these guys. <laughs> yeah, they're not soft. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. But I guess this is what you got to do. Pass yeah. it hard. That's why you do the, the that's drills why, in practice. That's why you can hit that tiny little gap. You think Aaron Rodgers is just like lobbing it through the gap? Nope. No, he's putting that thing on a rope. And you better catch it. Yeah, you better catch it or else it's going to hit you in the jaw. Yeah, that's not fun. I hate getting in the face with basketballs. <laughs> uh, Tyrese Maxey has been let out of the cage. Process. Yeah, and wow. I mean, I know we're early, but this is what we do. Hot takes, earthquakes. James Harden. I mean, how, mu- how much more useless does this guy need to be until people stop picking this guy up? Yeah, he's... Toaster strudel. He's just, and I don't understand it. I don't understand how nobody, there's nobody in these buildings that go up to him and be like, James, you know that you're not helping us, right? <laughs> like it, in his head, I think he thinks he's helping everybody or yeah. blaming other people. Yeah. That's a bad place to be. That's not a good mental spot where you don't notice how big of a problem you are. Exactly. And I think it's impossible to go on this long. Yeah, that's crazy. But whatever. Yeah. Um, the Celtics. Is that a sign? We're 165 episodes into this. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) I also get paid a little bit less than $400 million a year. Just a scooch. Yeah. And money is a motivator. It's not the most important thing, but if I got more of it, I'd be better. I promise. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Somebody try and prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, Celtics are super, super, super scary. And I know there's more words and adjectives you could use to articulate that, but I don't think so. You used to articulate, so you're already working. Yeah. 
Spell it. IT. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the Celtics are incredibly well rounded. I mean, they were already so good defensively and already making huge pushes. Yeah. And Eastern Conference Finals finals. And then you add two guys in Gru Holiday and Chris Porzingis, who are two of the best defenders at their positions. And hey, they can also play offense. Yeah, they're also very versatile. Jalen Brown learning how to dribble with his left hand. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> um I it's a later bullet point, but the um Timberwolves Celtics game, insane. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, also him, Ugh, problem. So tough to accept. I know. Something that I'm going to say. It's it's crazy. Yeah. We'll, do you want to get to it? We'll no. get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right. Milwaukee starting semi-slow, which if I knew it was going to happen, everybody knew it was going to happen. I mean, you're just not going to take a guy who's played with nobody and a prolific all-star and just throw him in with Giannis and Chris Middleton, and it's just going to work right away. Somebody needs the ball. Yeah. And Gru is a very, very unselfish player, and I think Dame will become that. But he has this is like throwing him into a situation, and he's just like, well, I, I don't know what to do. Right. And you have to learn. Yeah. you got to adapt and overcome and yeah. improvise. And what the Bucks lacked and why they haven't won it every single year is because that's very hard, but also they didn't have a closer. And Dame is still going to be able to be that for them. Yeah. So don't sleep on the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Or the Chicago White Sox. Um, Shut up. You, you <laughs> I told you not to say it, and you said it. Stop sleeping um, on us. Exactly. What do you mean? Cavs, surprisingly slow start. Yeah, I don't think this is surprising. They are just a slow team. Yeah. Like, a lot of their things feel methodical. Yes, Donovan Mitchell is explosive. Yes, Darius Gartland can do a lot of athletic things. Evan Mobley, that's a slow name. Right. And I think they have three of semi-similar guards in Karis LeVert, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Darius Garland does a, a good job of playing off the ball. But you just – and then you have Mobley and Jared Allen. And Jared Allen is just a rim stuffer great big good rebounder and yeah. then Mobley are looking to take that next step and he hasn't done it yet but I think there's there's a problem with guards in our league and I think the Bulls have the biggest problem of it where yeah. you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert and then we have a guy like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan you can't space the floor if they need it right and DeMar unfortunately can't shoot threes so no he cannot and I think that's a little bit of a problem yeah but, the um I still find it so funny that, um, well, just Bulls quickly again. Pat Williams wanted $200 million. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. His stats have gotten worse since we read them three weeks ago. Every single team that we root for has a problem where it's like, it's so insane that something else has to be going on. Yeah. And his is that I think he's just waiting. He's waiting to play good basketball until they pay him, which is like, I don't really. I don't really blame him, which I hate because I love the mentality of work hard and get paid for it. Right. But it's like there's so many guys who get injured now. Yeah. And now I'm even like thinking about this and saying these words out loud. I'm like, I'm I'm gone insane. I'm gone. Yeah, you left. I span right off this earth. That is so outrageous to I think know. that he's just like plotting. Yeah. I don't think he's capable of it. <laughs> 
I don't think so either, but there's just no, there's and no I mean other. no possible way that someone's telling him he should get $200 million. Yeah, there's I mean, no shot. how much time is enough time to give a guy where he could show that he's good or not? Yeah, but also, like, put up 30 every once in a while. Ever. Get 10 boards. Ever. Yeah. Like, prove it a bit. And just, like... He's not getting double digits anywhere on the board. When has there ever been a player who hasn't had, like, moxie or swagger who got paid $200 million? I don't think there has. Well, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But you know what he did? He won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And he won two, a championship in San Antonio and yeah. one in Toronto. Yeah. And um, Patrick Williams hasn't been to the playoffs. Yeah. So. And he hasn't gotten anybody anywhere. Yeah, but I get it. So. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> You're making sense. <laughs> yeah. Moving over to the West. Jokic. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Mavs may have figured something out with the Kyrie and Luka situation. They're they're hot right now. Yeah. Again, it's one of the things that you we bring it back to Milwaukee. It's not going to happen immediately. Right. There's still one ball. Yeah. Figure it out. Now, will I be surprised if Kyrie carries? No. No, not at all. Why would we? <laughs> um, Anthony Edwards is a humongous problem. And someone put a graphic of him, and then it turned into Jordan. And I would usually get really, really upset about that. (laughs) And I'm not saying he's him. I'm not saying he's going to be him. But I'm telling you, this kid is unstoppable at the moment. (laughs) He really is. I don't see him slowing down. Uh -uh. And it's it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of... Like when we were watching LeBron for the first time, and it's like, I just never trust his shot. Yeah. You know, he's one of those freaking nature athletes that it's like his line for threes is like three and a half. And I'm like, what? Why? How? How does he score 50 points with no freeze? Yeah. And so, but then he'll like have games where he smacks five of them, and then another where he smacks like two, three, whatever. He's right around there. But to have your line of three pointers be almost near. Steph, mm-hmm. and I, Steph and Clay. I guess you put it closer to Clay. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think he's so hard to handicap because he's just an all-round like great player, makes his team better and everything. And he'll blow by you. Yeah, and just dunk from the free throw line. That's an athlete. Yeah, why would any anybody ever play like that for our teams? <laughs> I'll be, I'm filling in for Brad's on those comments today. Yeah. Um, the Lakers, Clippers, and Suns are super underwhelming at the moment. I'm not really worried about the Suns because, and I hope this is what the tournament changes. None of them ever play. No, they haven't had a game together yet. I don't believe. I don't think so either. Which is like, is this how easy the the NBA has become that you could just do that and or they get to pay for it. Yeah. I, th- I, I kind of hope they pay for it, but yeah. But, and then the Clippers obviously just need James Harden to get going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They need to work a system around him. And then the Lakers is like, yeah, duh. I mean, you, LeBron, like it's another year for all those old guys. Yeah. I think LeBron forgot how he won all his championships. <laughs> with three other studs next yeah. to him. Yeah. And now he's going to wait till he's 40 to be like, I'm going to do it by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then Lou Williams is on someone's podcast the other day. And he's like, yeah, uh, we just kind of stopped trying in the bubble because everybody knew that the ship was, no one was going to care about it. Yeah. And then he's like, is that LeBron's legacy? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> a little Mickey Mouse championship. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, cool. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, Memphis and Utah at the bottom of the West. It's not surprising. One of them is Jollis, and then the other one has Lori Markkinen. <laughs> <laughs> kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> Very true. And then the last note I have is that Wemby is fun. Yeah, and Wemby and Chet Holbering face off tonight. Yeah, I don't care about the other guy. Yeah, makes We're sense. We're an anti-Chet podcast. We always have been. Yeah, but I, I, I love SGA. Oh, my gosh. That guy. He needs to be talked about way more, and he's still talked about a pretty good amount. Yeah, and there, I love OKC. Like, I just, we t- we could go back two years, and we could talk about it. I'm like, and I'm not tooting my own horn. It's just, I know basketball. And you, you, they have four million picks, so it's not just me. It's like, you got to watch out for these guys. They hit a home run with SGA. They hit a home run with Josh Giddy. Yeah, as much Giddey's as I don't like great. him, Chet Holmgren may be really good. Yeah. And... Their uh, GM has hit home runs before with yeah. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant. People forget that was Sam Pressy. Yeah, and um, they're they're definitely scary, but they're off to like six and four start, which is like ten games in. It's hard, especially in the NBA, which we're talking about load management and regular season doesn't matter. But it's we we can only analyze what we see, right? So you'd like them to be a little bit better than where they're at. Uh, Wemby and Chet are obviously about to face off. Um, I. It said a six thirty start, but it's six thirty three, and I we're at a commercial break. But oh, I did do tournament, big big Astro World before the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did put a little bit on Victor first basket or Chet first basket because it has to be well, right, dude. I saw a basket the other day where Wemby's just standing in the paint and he. Someone just chucks the ball up, almost like it was going to be a shot, and I thought it could be goaltending. He just grabs and dunks it behind his back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can see how this guy's going to be an absolute problem. I like what San Antonio's doing with him. He's, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Which he absolutely should. The next best player on his team is Kelvin Johnson, who ain't no scrub, but he ain't great. <laughs> yeah, right? He, uh, the fun thing about Victor is that with photography in general, especially like courtside or fieldside, is that perspective can always get skewed by the way things are framed. Yeah. So there have been certain pictures where Victor legit looks like Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Yeah. And it's the one next to Tom Brady is the one I'm going to refer to. I don't know why. It's just the one that popped up. Why not? Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Tom Brady is like 6'4". Yeah. And... This guy is towering over him. We've been doing so many comparisons to anything, and it's just like, he can't fit under that. He can't fit through that door. He can't fit in that car. And it's like, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to change my mindset a little bit. I, like, he can play basketball really well, and yeah. that's what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. <laughs> but those figures are insane. Even him standing next to Kevin Durant was funny. It was just, just insanity. And if he can, I know he shoots 50 times a game right now, and they're not all going in, but if they start, all the people are going to be so right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to look so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Which is st- not the first time. I, I really don't. I, I had a slight change of heart where do I really want to die on the Wemby Hill? And I'm going to stay strong that he's still going to be a bust. But. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying he's fun. Yeah, he I'm is a- fun. Uh, but uh, way any- too early NBA champions. The Celtics are going to kill everybody four games. Yeah, that, that's kind of looking that way. I don't. Did you ever watch uh, Winning Time? Mm-hmm. So great. So good. I just don't want the Celtics to win. Like, Yeah. 
I don't know what. Like, obviously, it was a show for the Lakers at that time. Yeah. But I don't know. I got such a strange Celtic. And I liked the Celtics before. Isn't that so bad? I'm going to be Brad's here again. We had Last Dance come out, and nothing changed for me. <laughs> nothing like, and I'm a fan of the Bulls. <laughs> I can't stand LeBron James. I'm like, okay, well, wouldn't mind the Lakers winning after watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and I took that personally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even associate him with the Bulls anymore. That's a whole other universe. Yeah, that absolutely <laughs> is. It's a different Bulls team. Week 10 ends with a week 11 on the books coming up on Thursday. Uh, before we talk about these games, I believe the Eagles had a bye, correct? Eagles did have a bye, so yes. I want to talk about them real quick. I think they might be the only consistent team in the NFL, like the only good team in the NFL. Yeah. And that's yeah. taken away from Patrick Mahomes, and I want to talk about him too. They had a bye as well. Um, but also, we get to talk about both of them because they face off on Monday Night Football. Right, perfect. Yeah. We started off week 10. We're not waiting till the end of this anymore. They're just another team that plays the NFL footballs. Yep. Uh, Carolina 13, Bears 16. Needed to win. We won. I was at this game. I was at this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I was at this one. Holy shit, was it bad. Awful. But it was so fun. Needed the win. Like, this was our Super Bowl. We need the Panthers to be absolute dog shit. And if we can't beat absolute dog shit, we are absolute dog shit. Yeah. This was great, dude. 16 to 13, just a disgusting game. Deontay Foreman gets a touchdown. Everything else is dog water. There's a punt return by Carolina. Everything's looking glim for Chicago. And then Bagnet just figures the bare minimum out to win this game by three and not cover a three and a half spread against the worst team in the NFL. Do you know who returned that punt? No. Amir Smith Marset. Go on. Last year he had the play where all he had to do was get out of bounds and then they just ripped it out of his hands. Oh. Yeah. I think like twice. Well, good for him. Yeah. Bouncing back. Yeah. Look at that. Every day is a new day, Brady. I agree. Yeah. Um, did Chet Holmgren score the first basket? Sorry, I got a call from my dad and then my brother. Oh, I don't know. Did, if he did, that'd be cool. Let's just check in on that real quick. The yeah. listeners would be dying to know. Yeah. Give me. Um, did Chet Holmgren score the first basket? No, he did not. Who did? That's ridiculous. Josh Giddy. Ah, that's my guy, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's a bummer, dude. It had to be one of them. Yeah, but um, with the Bears, sorry, everybody. Um, No, you're good. Yeah, Amir Smith-Marset returns the punt, and I'm just checking everything now and then at the uh, wedding because it started Easter time. First of all, friggin' stinks. Eight o'clock starts for these games. That would be awful. So, like, I was like, oh, we're going to miss the whole wedding. Wedding's over with everyone's just kind of chilling, and it's like, oh, the Bears just started, and then all of a sudden you see Amir Smith-Marset punt return, and you're like, Come on, dude. Yeah. Like, this can't be possible. This can't keep going this wrong. And then, you know, they, they fight out a win, like you articulated well. And it's like, yeah, they needed to win, and they won. And all it does, all this game shows me, is that the players want to fight. And the players are pretty good. 
I mean, you got a thousand guys in the world who could play in the NFL. You're going to have a competent team of players. So when they're not playing well, it's only the GM, the owner, and the coach. Yep. And they all, all got to go. I don't have a problem with any player anymore. I don't care about the Fields versus Bajant. Yes, Fields should be playing. Everybody knows yes. that now. And I'm not going to throw it in anybody's face. We all knew it, and we all just wanted something to believe in, and that was Tyson Bajant. Mm-hmm. But all this game shows me is that the coach, the owner, and the GM— Maybe, let's just leave the GM out of it. Yeah. The coaches have no clue what's going on. No idea. And every press conference with Eberflus makes me want to headbutt a wall. And I feel like after doing that, I'd be smarter than listening to Eberflus do a press conference. Is What's Justin's status for this game? Uh, for this current one coming the, no, up? No, the Panthers game. What oh, was yeah. his status? Uh, he's doubtful. So is he playing? No, he's, uh, we just want to, he's going to be out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did we do? Absolutely ridiculous. The, what did we do to deserve this? He, the exact encounter with that was Eberflus was asked, uh, how's Justin looking? And he's like, well, uh, he's listed as doubtful, but, uh, I mean, he's, he's working and the accuracy is sure getting better. Um, so do you think, why is, and then he goes, and so Tyson will be our starter and, uh, Peterman will back him up. So why is Fields doubtful and not out? Well, we just want to see. Yeah. Uh, but will Fields play? No, he's not going to play. Yeah, it's just like with with it's such a skeptical fan base already, it's like all you're doing is digging a deeper grave. And he's so dumb. It's like you can't give away secrets that nobody wants. Right. And holding, I don't care if it's the Panthers, I don't care who it is. If you hold an NFL team to 13 points, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. And then the offense with an offensive line that keeps going in and out with two players that should not be there in Tim Patrick and Cody Whitehair, mm-hmm. who should not be on an NFL roster. And then a backup D2 quarterback, two running backs that are hurt, squeak out 16 points. That shows you that these guys want to play. Yeah. And I don't know who's getting them to get up for these games, but I got to meet that person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, it's a different breed for a lot of these guys is yeah. that they can do it themselves. Like DJ Moore was getting so frustrated with not getting the ball, but the minute he caught one and bulldozed through somebody trying to tackle him and got a first down, he fucking pointed that ball, dropped it, had a little swagger to him. It's like, it, that's all it takes. Right. And then the week before he fumbles and we all ostracize him and say, you got to get out of here. Like, just it, ridiculous. It's, it's it's being a fan is just what have you done for me lately? And uh, the last it, thing I saw DJ Moore do was catch a first down pass. So absolutely. he's my favorite receiver in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and that's like a big feat. Right up there with Braylon Edwards. <laughs> Braylon, what a great guy. player, long career. Yeah, where did he go to college? Michigan. Who threw to him in Michigan? Tommy. Holy cow! Tommy B. Now it's all coming together. Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, speaking of Tommy, yeah. Uh, Indy ten, Pats six. At least we don't have Mac Jones. Ah, this was in the Germany. Yes, it yes. was. The uh, Jonathan Taylor sneaky, sneaky, oh, sneaky really? gets in the end zone. Uh, I Mac think Jones. he, I think he gets in the end zone pretty early. Yeah, very early. He did first. <laughs> no more touchdowns <laughs> no after more. that. <laughs> uh, and then Billy Zappy comes in and Zappy, Zappy, Zap interception. Oh man, this is not good. <laughs> it is not good for New England Patriots, dude. I, I I go from German to Borat very fast. <laughs> very, very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Something about this game. I think Indy is one of those teams that will play to the competition at all times. Yeah. That's why the last three spreads with every Indy game has been 
below three points. Shane Steichen, what did he do last year? Took the Eagles offense to the Super Bowl. Yep. Where is he coaching? Mm. Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> ah. And it's just like, where was Matt Eberflus before he coached the Bears? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But back to this game. Um, I don't think that Bill Belichick will ever be on the hot seat. I truthfully don't. I think it's all smoke and there's no fire anywhere to be found. And I think him and uh, Kraft have been sitting in rooms for 20 plus years laughing at the whole media and just letting it go. Yeah. And that's why they don't talk about it ever. It's because they just like to laugh at people. Yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere. But man, it feels really weird that Mac Jones keeps playing. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Because he gets to make that decision. Yeah. And you have a guy with the last name Zappy. Absolutely. And even if you lose, you got zapped. Yeah. It just writes itself. Either you zapped somebody else or you got zapped. Right. Either way, electricity. And Bailey Zappy wasn't the 15th overall pick by the GM whose name is also Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. They're not brothers. They're the same person. <laughs> uh, Saints 19, Vikings 27. Astronaut. Josh Dobbs. Dude. Joshua Dobbs. I don't know if this is a fluke or not. I can't tell. I think he is just happy. I think Kevin O'Connell would be a good coach as well. That that also works. But I think with Josh Dobbs, he just looks like a positive guy at all times. Also, and, how could you not want to play for him? Yeah. Ridiculous. The guy gets tossed around. And he doesn't even know the guy's names. And he comes in and he takes a hit, scoring a touchdown. It's like, these guys don't need much. Yeah. It doesn't take much to get a football player to want to play football. Right. (laughs) They're insane. I know. Yeah. It's an insane game. They just want to get crazy that we're allowed to do it. They want contact and they thrive on it. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm so happy for him. Um, Derek Carr out with what? Concussion? (laughs) Yeah. Something know. silly. Then I saw Jameis' stat line, like 13 for 26, and that's like some quarterback's full game. Yeah. He played like a half. 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you give that guy a week to prepare, you never know what we're going to see from the Saints this week. Dude, I was listening to a, a fantasy football podcast, and they were like, nothing better than fantasy managers seeing a quarterback throw a pick six. Yeah. Because what are they going to do? Immediately throw again. Yeah. They got to catch up. You get minus one for an interception, you get yeah. plus six for a touchdown. <laughs> I ain't good at math, but that sounds good to me. It works in our favor. Uh, Texans 30, Cincy 27. Uh, whoa. 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 <laughs> just whoa. My first reaction. And then uh, the Stroud boys are amped. Me and James are obvi part of that group. Uh, pretty sure Pat and Brez are as well. Yeah. Pretty sure you you like Stroud the whole entire time anyways. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's fun. They're fun. And the Bengals did this on purpose because they've been 5-4 and four the past three seasons, and they made it to the divisional round all three seasons. Oh, really? Yes. Made it to the Super Bowl, one of them. No way. Yes way. I should have paid attention more. I think I'm a little more worried about them than I usually would be. Yeah. But also not really at all. But like last week, Mike and I were talking, and it was like the Bengals looked to have figured something out. Yeah, but then they just can't stay healthy. Yeah. And then Trey Hendrickson, their all-pro defensive end, gets rolled up on at the end of the game. Yeah. It's like it may just – they the luck that they've been having yeah. may just be running out. 
So with Stroud, like this is a lot of fun because this is exactly what we were doing last year, but Stroud's doing it with his arm and Justin was doing it with his legs. This is where you want to be. I think a lot of it has to do with, again, the coach, D'Amico Ryans. Phenomenal player. Obviously super intelligent. Obviously gets his guys going. And then Stroud does something for these guys. And every single person says it, that everybody just wants to play for CJ. And that's maybe what Justin is lacking. But he also has Nico Collins, who's been great. Tank Dell, who's been great. Their offensive line seems to be doing a better job as as the game goes on. And I finally found out what complimentary football means. You don't have to be great on both sides. You just kind of got to be good on both. <laughs> we we yeah. just like to think that there's only one side of the ball. Yeah. You got to do what you do on one side, then do it on the other. Right. Compliments. Exactly. Um, and then this next game means a lot to the previous team we were just talking about. Browns 33, Ravens 31. Tala two halves, huh? And then <laughs> this division is about to get so friggin' spicy for two days. and on Thursday a lot of that spice could either go way higher Uh or way lower yeah so there there are going to be some answers for the rest of the season kind of already written on Thursday which is so exciting yeah especially coming from a Bears Carolina Thursday night football game for real we get Monday night was whatever sorry no Ravens uh Bengals on this Thursday and then the Steelers and Browns will face off yeah on Sunday um Super weird that the Browns give up 30-plus points, but then their offense comes and supports them, which they haven't done all year. So that's really scary. The Steelers aren't really out of the mix either yet. And then it's like, did the Ravens just have a fluke second half, or are they still really good? Right. This vision is going to be bananas. Yeah, it it is very strange because we don't know where the the Ravens want to be the best team in the league and then just mediocre the next week. Right. Like, it's like, you know, you string a couple. They strung two together where they looked unbeatable, and then that third, they just couldn't do it against a division rival. It was a huge game for the Ravens. Say they win this game, then we're not even really talking about Thursday night that heavily. Right. And then the Bengals win that game. Actually, regardless if they win or lose, because if they they win this game, then the Bengals beat them, and then the Bengals go to 6-4, and four, and then the Browns are 6-4. and four. So, any way you write it. It's weird. The AFC North. Yes, it has to be. It has to be. Uh, the AFC North is getting spicy. <laughs> getting spicy. Um, now we got to talk about another team in that division, but it just the Packers 19, Steelers 23. I watched ESPN for eight hours on Monday trying to catch up because, like I said, I was on vacation. Um, I know, super important, epic. I didn't see one highlight. One highlight. I watched ESPN for eight hours. Hours. Yeah, this game. And this didn't. isn't like a ten to six Patriots game. No, this is twenty three nineteen. And holy shit! Remember Monsters Inc. Twenty three nineteen. We got a twenty three nineteen. Exactly, and yeah. that's exactly what this was. Shave yeah. off all my hair and yeah. put me in a cone. Mm-hmm. Yep, because I got a kid's call. sock on me. Yeah, yep. <laughs> a lot of ways to go with that. Um, that's it. I'm it. watching <laughs> Monsters Inc. tonight. I'm watching Monsters University. Who's oh. Kappa. You got anything else? <laughs> You got anything else on this game? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, the other, only other thing would be, what's going on in Pittsburgh with the Najee Harris and uh, Warren? I know debacle. because last week, uh, Najee gets in right away. Yeah, and then this week, Warren has what? Warren got most of the work. Najee still got in the end. One hundred and one yard, one hundred fifteen yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and also the Steelers just named Warren to be the uh, 
RB1 this week. You know what's great? Like you mentioned earlier, when your quarterback throws a big six because you know they're going to keep throwing. What you hate is not expecting a committee and in the running back room, and then it becomes a committee. Yeah. That is the worst spot to be. Yeah, but anybody who plays fantasy football has never wanted Najee after his during his second year. Oh. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> Breakout year. Uh, Titans 6, Bucks 20. Will Levis was fun for four seconds. Yep, it's another overreaction. And uh, I listened back because I was trying to see because I thought my picks did really well last week. And they did for the most part. But I wanted – I did end up betting Bucks, But since I was so wishy-washy on it, I thought that was the sign that it was the Titans. Yeah. But I stuck with my guy Baker – over these uh, mediocre Titans. And, again, a shit game. 20-6. to six. Gross. Yeah. And we complain a lot as Bears fans, but, I mean, like, the Titans, you got to be nuts, dude. You're just 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight every single year. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what they do. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Win two, lose three. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. It's going to be maddening. Out. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, Mike Evans had, what, 130s, 100-something yards? Like, yeah, get, get, get him the ball. Yeah, toss it to him. So that's all I have from that game. I don't think either of those two teams will be relevant later, even though the AFC South is – NFC South, sorry, is madness. Yeah. This next game was my lock of the week, San Fran 34, Jags 3. I have it down as a mind melter, and – it really isn't at the end of the day because they were both due for this, I yeah. guess. And it is so great that I was not in the States, so I couldn't jag off so hard to yeah. this game. But you look at the spread, like you want to jag off when the Jags aren't getting their respect. Right. They were getting too much respect. The line was three. You only jag off when you need to. Yeah. Sometimes not, you force yourself you to want to jag off. Right. This was probably one of those weeks where you're like, I really want to. Like, but why don't I want to? Yeah. You know? Like, I should want to want to jack. I'm just going to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. And that was betting uh, Brandon Ayuk to score and also Sam Fran covering. Yeah. And a lot of them were talking about it. It's just they just got out physical. And it's so funny to think about jagging off and physicality. You know what I'm saying? Love it. There's just so many, there's so many innuendos in football. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. Yeah. Uh, I think this, it's obviously a huge win for San Fran. Yes. But the mind melter goes to Brock Purdy just had three of the worst games of his career. Yes. And then he comes out and plays this great against a team that's going to be there. Right. And then Trevor Lawrence has the worst game of his career, maybe. Yep. Against the team that's going to, should have been there. Right. That probably will have a chance for it all. But this is a place where you're like, okay, Jaguars, are you different? Yeah, also, or the, are you same, same? The Niners are running out of time to put Sam Darnold in. I know, and I, I've, I've created a lot of lanes for week 11 to week 17, still being able to be the MVP. But um, Brock's just doing enough, and, you know, I'm not going to pay for it. The 49ers are. <laughs> it's so passive. Yeah, even though I have a parlay with the Niners and Warriors to win it all. Oh, I like that. I think it's going to happen. Uh, Lions 41, Chargers 38, shoot, 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 shootout. Now this is football. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. And every time you reopened your app or every time it come up, came up on red zone, whatever you were doing for this game, it was a score, then a score, then a score, then a score, then a score. 
And was, who this, was going to score last? The greatest thing I saw on the internet this week so far is the Spider-Man meme of Montgomery owners to yeah. Tamir Gibbs owners. And yeah. It's like, that's just such a perfect world for fantasy sports players. Yep. And um, Dan Campbell, coach of the year for that fourth down play. It's like, put your nuts on the table. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy that he is. He sticks to it. He doesn't fade. And the guy on the opposite end is the exact different. You have to fire Staley. I get it. It's not good to do it in the middle of the season, but enough is enough. The guy just can't win football games. No. He's proven it over and over and over again that the fourth quarter is his nemesis and closing games is impossible for him. Yeah, he can't do it. And um, I'm just double-checking the spread here because I think it was three. Uh, Kickoff, it was two and a half. So technically, the Lions did cover. Um, I knew that I. I think the Lions were one of my picks, but these just had Lions all over it because of the fact that Staley can't do it. These kind of games scare me when it's forty-one to thirty-eight, and it's still so close of a line. It's like, how can you protect twenty-seven touchdowns and still like? There's got to be somewhere in there where something fucks it up. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta 23, Arizona 25, Kyler comes back. Thank you, Kyler and Cardinals. Um, Atlanta needs a quarterback desperately, but they also need a new coach. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of this guy. I mean, you you can't lose games and not force the ball to your players. Right. I know Bijan finally got in, but it's like, Tyler Algier, kudos to you for last year. I give it to you. We're moving on from him, right. are we not? You drafted Bijan for a reason. And he still doesn't play. And I guess I don't know what you're waiting on to go try and win, but This I, is just a sign. Don't have a quarterback whose name is Arthur. Yes. Coach. That's what I say. He is the quarterback of the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarterback of the team. Um Arthur is a children's character. Yeah. And Heineke is only good for a moment where he's thrown in the game. You yeah. give him a little comfortability, he kind of reverts back. And it makes sense. It's a guy who sits on the bench for forever. He finally gets his chance. He has nothing to lose, and then he finally has something to lose, and that's why he's been on the bench. Yep. That's why he's a backup. I he gets I mean, tossed I'm, I'm, around. I'm always rooting for him. Yeah. Um, nothing better than a comeback story. I don't understand why Kyler played. I don't know what direction the Cardinals are going. I think it's, I think it's to the fact of just football. Like, Kyler got injured. And his timetable to return, and he's the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, and it was his job to come back. Right, but if they win like three or four more games, they're screwed. Agreed. But Kyler's a good quarterback. I agree, but are they going to start over with him? That's a great question. That's the only reason I'm asking. I love yeah. it. I would I'd much rather watch Kyler Murray play than Shreveport, whoever the guy played six games, Colt McCoy for six <laughs> games last year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a little confusing. Um, I hope they keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> and we I keep agree. losing. Um, Commanders 26, Seattle 20. Oh, do you have anything else on that game? No. Uh, Commanders 26, Seattle 29. This game makes perfect sense to me for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much to say here other than these are two teams that I kind of put in the same tier along the NFL streams. Yeah. And the outcome wouldn't shock me any way it came up on the screen. Yeah, I think that says it perfectly. I mean, the, the Seahawks are just going to confuse the shit out of you and then probably win a wild card game and then get stomped in the next round. Yeah, and the Commanders, if it weren't for the Cowboys and the Eagles, could be a playoff team. Absolutely, and if they didn't ship their whole team away. Yeah. 
All right. Next. <laughs> Ooh. Giant 17, Dallas 49. Yep. Yep. If you remember the first game that these guys faced off in, it was 40 to 0. Ooh. So the the 13 or the 16 point spread definitely worth it. Yeah. Um I think me and Mike talked about it that we were going to take Dallas minus as high as you could do it. Um and then some garbage time by the Giants would have taken that out unfortunately. They had something higher than 32. Yeah. Jesus. I think I think uh FanDuel for instance oh, does 34. a max of 34 and Double, a half. Yeah. Yeah. Or 35 plus. It's insane that we're even talking about it. Yeah. Um and I, this isn't because it's just like everybody hates the Cowboys, but unfortunately I think that every Giants game going forward is just going to be a whatever. Mm, wait till my picks. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Um but I do want to thank the Giants because no matter what happens it seems like they make everything a little bit easier mm-hmm. because they have the running back. They thought they had the coach. They thought they had the quarterback. They thought they had the defense. And then they thought they had the tight end, but he just can't stay healthy and just doesn't want to stay healthy. Yeah, nobody really can throw him the ball because this DeVito character just would be so great for football. But it also shows you the other side of football. Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't got it, you don't got it. Yeah, you still have to live at home while you're a backup quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jets 12, Vegas 16. (sighs) Fire coach and GM and your players play better. Hmm. People talk so much about the Mitch pick, and we get bailed out again by a New York team's pick. Just talking about the Giants. Zach stinks. Yeah. And I get it. We took Mitch two overall as well. Yeah. But, I mean, like, at least Mitch hasn't, like, had a second chance yet. Right. (laughs) This game went field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown by a tight end, field goal. It's so funny because I feel like the noon slate and the afternoon slate were pretty damn good. Yeah. For the first time in a long time. I'm in the air the whole entire time. Guess what I make it home just in time for? Sunday night. And I wasn't looking at my phone, so I got home. I was like, all right, I'm going to make it back for the Sunday night game. And then I, it pops up, Jets, Raiders. I swear to you, I turned the TV right off. <laughs> And went right to bed. And you know our gambler brains were yeah. like, oh, man, what if I miss out on a big one this week? Yeah. I was like, not, not, nope, not, not gonna. Not doing it. Unless you took the over of six field goals at plus 200. Yeah. You didn't want to be around for this game. Oh, my goodness. And then Michael Mayer first touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's like, ugh. How do the Jets, I mean, you got to be able to change the schedule. The NBA's doing it right now. They yeah. don't even know who's going to play next month. Yeah, currently, in season. No idea. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I think they're, I think this is when the flexing of certain games starts to hit the stride of like, okay, now we have the good look. But like the Bears being on primetime as many times as we have, come on. Why not flex it with the Lions and the Chargers? Come on. What's wrong with that? Nothing, Brady. Uh, Monday night, Denver 24, Buffalo 22. I think the Bills stink. I think they really stink. And I think Josh Allen has a lot, a lot of work to do 
before we can really put him in this position of elite quarterback because we were talking about it with uh, Russell Wilson, who's on the other side. It's like last year, we're not thinking about Russell Wilson like that anymore. Mm -hmm. If you have a year like he had last year that was so, so bad, it takes you out of that talk for the rest of eternity. Right. And that's where Josh Allen's headed right now for a season that's so, so bad that we take him out of that elite category. Rodgers, Favre, Brady, Montana, Elway, never a season like Russell Wilson had last year. Yeah. And never a season like Josh Allen is having right now. Yeah, it's I mean, bad. They're wi- everyone's wide open, and he's just overthrown them. And I know there's a couple tips passes. I know it's not all on him, but at the end of the day, this is the NFL, and we're only going to look at the quarterback. Yep. Uh, but we also have to look at the Diggs brothers. Yeah. That's just, I get it. But, like, you know what you're doing. So don't plead the fifth yep. when people are going to come at you and the second Trayvon comes back, which I don't think is this year. I think he might be out for the whole year. Yeah. And he gets burned. Just expect excruciating criticism. Yeah. It's what you're setting yourself up for. And these guys have ultra confidence, which I somewhat get. But, I mean, you got to earn this shit, man. Yeah. And I know Stefan Diggs has been good. And I know Trevon has been good. Show me your ring. Yeah. And, you know, it just goes back to the mentality that we were talking about with Pat Williams. You think you deserve 200 mil? You think you can tweet while you're out on an injury? I love it. Like, something got you as far as it did, and it's definitely part of the mentals that you carry around. So, it got you to where you are. Yeah, and it's like, I was going to bring up Devontae Adams, and I was like, oh, wait, he stinks this year, too. Um, Who's a really good receiver? Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, his quarterback stinks, too. Um... All right, well, I guess Stefan Diggs <laughs> has, holds a lot of merit here, now that I'm thinking about it. But I just don't – I really don't like Stefan Diggs. I, I never have. I And it's because he'll catch a ball for 10 yards and then he'll get up and just act like he's never caught the ball all day in his life. Yeah. And it's like there's a certain point. It's like the Odell Beckham factor. It's like you got to show me something before you could do all that. Yep. And it's like my stats prove it. I don't give a shit about your stats. How do you think Dan Marino feels every night? Right. And sorry, Danny, caught yeah. there. My <laughs> bad, Danny. But um, let's stick to this game and the team that won it, the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams, have yourself a day for the first time in a long time. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, Russ, how can he just keep finding the end zone? That catch for that touchdown was insane in the membrane. Don't get it. Me neither. I don't know how it's possible. And I'd like to know on some of the plays where they're out by an inch or in by an inch, if they really did that on their own or it was just like, oh, luck. Yeah, it's just like I've done this so many times that it was just built into my brain. Yeah, and it's like a blade of grass. Do you think there's anything cooler than something you do getting called as out or fake or nothing, and then people start looking into it a little bit more and proves you were right the whole time? Yeah. It's cool. I think that might be the coolest feeling. Like, uh, I don't think what you just said is true. Let me look it up. And it's true. That's the same thing as being called out of bounds or not a catch and then having it be a touchdown. It just makes you double right. So yeah. you say it and you're right. And then someone has to look it up and then you're right again. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, you're right. Great call. So cool. It should happen more. I think it needs to start happening more. <laughs> I'll start doing it to you in front of other people. Do you know what my biggest problem is? I say too much outlandish stuff where people are like, okay, 
Yeah. Could, probably true. All right. All right. <laughs> sure you don't want to look that up? Nope. I think I want to move on, Brady. <laughs> and uh, especially let's move on to week 11. Uh, run through them all and talk about highlights. Sure. All right. Start on Thursday. Bengals at Ravens. Ravens minus three and a half over under 46 and a half. Going to the noon slate. Steelers at Browns. Browns minus three and a half over under 37 and a half. Bears at Lions. Lions minus 10 over under 46 and a half. Chargers minus three at Pack over under 44 and a half. Raiders at Dolphins minus 12 over under 48 and a half. Commanders at, or Giants at Commanders minus nine and a half over under 37 and a half. Cowboys minus 10.5 at Panthers over under 42.5. Titans at Jags minus 6.5 over under 39.5. Cardinals at Texans minus 4 over under 47.5. Into the afternoon slate, Bucks at Niners minus 11 over under 41.5. Jets at Bills minus 6 over under 40.5. Seahawks minus 1 at Rams over under 45.5. Sunday night football, Vikings at Broncos. Broncos minus two and a half. Over under 43 and a half. And then Monday night. Game of the year. Game of the millennia. Game of the century. Game of the day because it's the only game on that day. Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. Over under 45 and a half. I am just falling into so many traps right yep. now. Yep, and you, you know, it's at that point where you see the trap, and you're like, it's a trap for one reason, so I got to go the opposite way. Nah. Yep. Nah. Uh-huh. I'm falling right into oh, all of them. Oh, yeah. Well, at least two of them. Yeah, oh, I'm falling. I got a couple that I'm falling into. Um, but let's highlight the the primetime game. So Thursday, we got Bengals at Ravens, and the Ravens are favored three and a half with an over-under of 46 and a half. Something I'm starting when talking about picks and gambling is saying – it makes no sense to make so much sense. Mm-hmm. So, Bengals money line. I like that. I was just about to go into, I think I should research every Thursday night's game and see how the favorites do and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, why not just try Ravens? Yeah, probably <laughs> just like an eight pushes Yeah, and ten unders yep. and one blowout. Yeah. And it was the Bears against the Commanders. Yeah. And they weren't a favorite. Oh, we were a favorite been, yeah. by three and a half points. Yeah. Sneaky, and we lost sneaky. the spread. Yeah. By a point or by a half point. Yeah. Uh, I, but they're both coming off a loss. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, again, five and four past three years, yep. and then made it very close to Super Bowl, one time to Super Bowl. It just screams Bengals. This is, this is a Jamar Chase game. Oh, yeah. Put the ball in his hands. Odell freaking out on the sidelines. Yeah. Everyone wondering if the Ravens are ruined, even though they're still in the lead of the division. Yeah. I think the Ravens will cover three and a half against the Bengals. Yeah. As if they were an underdog. Yeah. Bengals by three and a half. If. Yeah, I made it as confusing as possible to see no, where you you're didn't. at mentally. You didn't because it makes total sense, but we live by one rule, two rules. If Never, take ever them. take the under. Mm-hmm. And then what's the second one? If you're going to take a dog with the points, you might as well take a money line. But like we talked about before the episode, it may be time for a change. <laughs> yep. Bengals alternate spread. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm taking Bengals money line in that game. Uh, I want to stay away from this one. All right. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Sunday Night Football, Vikings at Broncos. This one is Vikings all the way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like I could see Josh Dobbs t- winning this game and the Broncos reverting back to who we thought they were, and then I could see the Broncos just going on a tear because why wouldn't they, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I The Broncos should still not be favored. The Broncos lost the game by 50 points. 50 points in the NFL. 70 points put on you. By the other team. This... If anything, this game should be a pick. This should be a pick them for sure. It's like who, for me, if I had to make a pick, I don't like this game at all. If I had to make a pick, it's like who do you want to see the magic run out on first? The the Broncos. Yeah, so it's Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. I'm with you. Sweet. Um, and then we'll save Monday night for late. What's uh, with the noon slate and the afternoon? What's sticking out at you? Uh, I love the Chargers minus three. That's my first trap. Yep. Um. Even though, like, they keep losing and everybody else wouldn't think this is a trap, I still think, like, the Chargers are so, so, so much better than the Green Bay Packers. And there's so much bias to be had there. I like Justin Herbert. I can't stand the Packers. Yeah. Also, but I still think it's a trap. Also, the Chargers love putting up points against our division. So yeah. they're going to put up points. It's just, can they seal the deal? And it's like, yeah. We haven't heard about Jordan Love since week one. Yeah. Chargers minus three. The Packers just lost to the Steelers. Yeah. Whose defense is good? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I don't care. Chargers minus three. And then we got to talk about it. Bears at Lions. Lions minus 10. I don't have a pick for this game because it's like could so easily be the Bears just like backdoor and cover the nine. And it's just a deplorable game. We take nothing from it. Nobody wins. Everybody's mad at Justin Fields again, even though the Lions might be one of the best teams in the NFL. And we stink. And our coaches, we don't stink. Our coaches are awful. Yeah, I think I might break a rule here. Double digits? I, yeah, I think the Bears just cover. I like it. If especially if Fields plays, we lose this game by three points. Yeah, and I, I think they do cover. Like I said in the beginning, but it's like it. It also with this team, it's 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 nuts because it wouldn't be a shock to me that if they lose by forty. Oh, I agree. I'm taking the over as well because I think there's something going on behind the scenes against Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, and you say you're, you said you're taking the over as well. Yeah, yeah, you have to. They just scored what eighty points and almost 80, 79 points in their game this week. The yep. Lions. Yeah. Um, Steelers, Browns could care less. Not going to watch a second of that game. Raiders, Dolphins could care less. Giants, Commanders could care less. Cowboys, Panthers could care less. Titans at Jags. I like this game a little bit more than I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the week of jagging off. Mm-hmm. I love CJ Stroud. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to jag off on vacation. Yeah, r- exactly. But what's better than going to sleep the night before and be like, oh, I was good that night. Now I get to jag off. <laughs> <laughs> I get to treat myself. Yeah, and people probably think we're talking about sexual innuendos, and we're not. It's, no, we're talking about betting on the Jacksonville the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. And Jags minus six. I love it. And a half. Yeah. And then uh, I said Texans. I meant to say Titans. Okay. There's even way more of a reason to take the Jags by the six and a half. They're playing the Titans, not the Texans. Sorry. Uh, Cardinals at Texans. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah. Afternoon, Bucks at Niners. 
11 is just gross. The over-under at 41.5 is gross, too. It's probably going to be like a 3-7 to seven Niners win. Or could, could obviously see a 20-11 to like 11 game, Scorigami. Mm-hmm. Jets at Bills. I mean, this game has huge implications. I have no reason to watch it. I want to see the final score. Yeah. And then the Seahawks at the Rams. Why? 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 Why are they doing this to me? There's no way that this, the Rams are only one point less good than the Seahawks. Yeah, Stafford's coming back most likely. I don't care. Yeah. This is it. this line. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please, because it's after your picks are done. Seahawks. Seahawks? Minus one. Ooh. Probably alternate spread. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. This is the biggest. You and James hate the Rams this year, by the way. So I, is that skewing it? I hate the Seahawks is what it is. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. I love Cupper Cup. Cupper Cup. More than a lot of other players, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to watch him go up and down this field and lose. <laughs> but it's it's minus one. The yeah. Seahawks are going to the playoffs. The Rams are done. Yeah. Um, I got a dog parlay. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. You're going to hate it. Because I just fell into two massive traps of favorites. Yeah. <laughs> First off, the Giants are beating the Commanders oh this week. <laughs> I am so in. <laughs> I am so in. The Commanders are favored almost 10 points. That's how you can tell I'm still on vacation. <laughs> How did I miss that? The commanders are favored nine and a half with an over under of 37 and a half against the Giants. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. You're going to say the commanders put up 26 points against Seattle and kept it close the entire way. Totally understand. And you're going to say, oh, the Giants just lost almost to a 40 burger again to the Cowboys. Totally understand both of those things. Yeah. What you don't understand is DeVito has to win at least a game in the NFL, and it has to be with Saquon Barkley at the helm due to the fact that the commanders do not have a defensive line currently. Correct. If it's not Giants' money line, I don't know what else is true. I think this should be our freaking... We might have to make it our magnum opus. I think it's the magnum opus. It's our magnum opus. (laughs) And, I, dude, I can't... I'm so mad at myself for missing that. We're not even looking at the plus. We're taking money line. Yeah, if they're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. This is awesome. I haven't felt like this in a long time, and I appreciate you doing this for me. Absolutely, 100%. I will be there for you when you need me at times like this. (laughs) I'm still alive in a survivor pool, and I'm still contemplating putting my absolute bare butt on the table and picking Giants. As my survivor team. Because why not? Why not us? It's $25 lost if the Giants don't win and somebody else has a chance to win the survivor pool. Yeah, but guess what? You're a Maybe genius. Maybe 50. I forget. You're a genius when they do. Dude, imagine. You've if I took take a 10-point dog in a survivor pool. I love it, dude. I'm I not messing it. with you. I'm I not fucking it. with you. I love the Giants money line. <laughs> 
I know we do some things to each other that we don't help each other out with moving forward and progressing with our mental and physical health. And people are going to point to this point right here. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to give them the double bird and us and Tommy DeVito or whatever his first name is. Tony. Are going to freaking eat meatballs in Italy with all the money that we win. Because I'm not even going to play anything else. This whole slate. And we're only taking the Giants money line. And I... Love the feeling that I'm having right now, and I have no doubt that I'm going to be feeling this way at 325 <laughs> on Sunday when the game is over and we're rich. Dude, I want to end the podcast here <laughs> we, so we bad. We just have to. But we we have to talk Eagles Chiefs. Ah, shit. We have to talk <laughs> Eagles Chiefs, which stinks because yeah. that should have been the end. And people, what also stinks is that people are going to think that this is the game of the week. <laughs> Even though the G-men going into Washington, yes, into Washington, Raul John, Maryland, and beating the shit out of the commanders <laughs> is exactly what's going to be the game of the week. It's ridiculous. It's in there. Now, it's the two teams that don't matter. Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs <laughs> minus three, over under 45 and a half. I'm having a really tough time with this game because I open it up and I say Eagles are the only consistent team in the NFL. But all I've been thinking about lately is like quarterback talk and teams that are good and teams that are bad. And it's like we come from the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees's, the Aaron Rodgers, where there was multiple quarterbacks dominating the league year and year out. Like we're talking about with Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, they don't have those bad years. Mm -hmm. You know the only guy in the league who hasn't had a bad year? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And that is why I'm taking the Chiefs. Yep. Yep. I feel like this is this is the game that last year's me would have freaked out in. Yeah. And people forget. Who does Taylor Swift root for? Kansas City Chiefs. No. Travis She's Kelsey. an Eagles fan. Oh, oh, wait. What? Oh, yeah. Her, Joe Biden, Mike Trout. The other Kelsey. Yeah. Who's it's also like, about to be voided, voted for one of the sexiest men alive. Which he should be. Sexy guy. Absolutely. Grizzly. And all that points to Philly, Philly, Fly, Eagles, Fly. But no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Mr. Spoiler. Patrick Mahomes. His wife stinks. His brother stinks. But guess what? He doesn't. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, I just, I just don't get it because Jalen Hurts has to make up for what happened last year. I know. I know. Dude, I get it. Am I? I, It's a rematch. But maybe it's not Sunday. Or sorry, Monday. Monday. Maybe it's the Super Bowl. I kind of want to toss him in my dog parlay. I didn't finish the dog parlay, by the way. The, I am the so Gi- sorry. No, no, no. I forgot about it because it, it's just the the Giants is the play this week, and that's and that's signed, sealed, delivered. That's that's you can cash that check now. Yeah. But the other one is the Cardinals because of Kyler Murray over the Texans, who are four point favorites. Not right. CJ Stroud, I know. Yeah, I know. And then the Rams because they're technically a dog with a plus one. That's unfortunate. That's I a know. loser. Yeah, I know it is. And if I add the Eagles. I think that gets me back all time. <laughs> I want to root for the Rams for you now. 
But no, 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 you don't want me on that. No. I, you don't want me on it. No, I'm we're already we're, with the Seahawks. But also, it's just the Giants. Yeah, right. <laughs> the moral of the story is that the two best teams are playing on Monday Night Football, and nobody cares. Yeah, it's, it's about the third or fourth noon game to kick off, and it's all about the Giants. And when you're not seeing it on your red zone, don't worry about it. Me and Bat will be watching it for you, and we're going to win three to nothing. <laughs> Giants. Tie at halftime, 0-0, zero, zero, Giants to win the game. Even more money. Put it in the parlay. We're about to be so back. Tommy that, DeVito for president. That has to be it. That's it this time. All right. Holy cow. Let's go Bears, let's go Bulls, and let's go Giants. Stay hydrated this weekend. Um, Something that I'm currently working on is also having more water. Um, So just (laughs) like mentally tell yourself that you got to do it. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Hear from us next week. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like Kung Fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I break rules and race roofs. Sip great goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music and hang loose, homie. Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go ride out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go ride out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome I'm, I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink with this all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord Won't quit till it's all mine, on oh, God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset Things ain't nothing to me now Get it, 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 get it,